Well, hello everyone out there in Star Wars fandom. Welcome to this week's episode of Faking Star Wars Radio, the official podcast of FakingStarWars.net. This week, we have a discussion and trailer breakdown from the new Han Solo movie to be released later this month. We also have a Tweet of the Week and Listener Mail. We also have a fantastic interview with famed Star Wars actor Harrison Ford. And lastly, we have a new segment with our new promotional sponsor, Rosetta Stone. My name is Storm Duper. With me is IG69. Well, IG, uh, this week we're going to discuss uh, the Star Wars uh, Han Solo movie trailer. Have you seen it yet? I have, several times. Do you have any uh, feelings on the matter, this new film? I, I, I feel dead inside, honestly. It looks very Blade Runner-esque at the beginning to me. That's the vibe I got. I'm not sure. Um, do you like Blade Runner? Yes. Have you ever made it through Blade Runner without falling asleep? More than once. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. You have a lot of stamina. That's now kind of part of the Star Wars look of any modern city, because you know, in the first one, you only really spend time on like outposts. Right. You never get to see like a big metropolis, and then so all the metropolises look like Blade Blade Runner. So, yeah. yeah. Well, that doesn't bother me, I guess, that no. much. This is the first shot of uh, Kira, I mm-hmm. guess is her name, who's the girl from Game of Thrones, the Khaleesi. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, where, th- where are her dragons? I don't see them. Right. Well, what do you think about her hair? Clearly, this planet's really humid, and I don't know. I mean, her hair just looks a little too bouncy for me. Yeah, they have future air, uh, hair conditioner there. So, I see. So, I mean, like, you know, huh. adds bounce and lift. So, a lot of controversy about this new robot. I think they're trying to K2SO it, but um, everyone else's voice kind of gets put through a little bit of a modulator or something so that it sounds robotic. I heard this robot is going to be a transgender robot. It's a robot. It's already already no gender. Gender dubious? It's a gender dubious robot. It's it's Pat. Um, Okay, so a lot of discussion has come up about the Millennium Falcon mm -hmm. and the new design, and... I have a theory on this that this is actually subtext that the whole movie is really about transgenderism. Uh, that actually the entire Star Wars saga is about transgenderism because the original Millennium Falcon has those two prongs. It's very warm and inviting. It's a very nice, warm, uh, moist orifice. Uh, but in this original like Han Solo uh, trailer here, it has more of a phallic uh, orientation. So I guess the Millennium Falcon used to be male and now it's female. What about the club design on the inside? Like it's very bright and fresh. Well, it very kind of, Apple computer esque. Kind of looks like it's new and like you know came out of the factory clean. And then over, I don't think like Han or Chewie are much in the uh, practice of cleaning the ship. Okay, one you mentioned they want to sell a new toy, and I think that's that's apt, absolutely on the nose. Oh sure. We also see this train. When I first saw this, I was thinking amusement park. Mm-hmm. I I just. I can't believe that Disney is not going to make this as like a, a roller coaster. But how many times would you ride that if it existed? Yeah, I mean, I would like probably all ride the it. Time. I have to say, when I first saw the trailer, you know, I went in thinking, well, this movie is going to really, really, really suck. Right. And then after I saw this, I, I kind of tempered my well, expectations to just be really, really suck. Well, uh, so also, like, it did a lot. For my they are attempting finally a heist movie, which is doing something new with Star Wars. 
instead of just, you know, the hero's journey. There's no reason it has to suck. It's just because we've heard so many problems happened with the making of this movie that it doesn't give me a lot of confidence. Do you think it's like a double fake? Like all of that, Disney, Disney's actually just, like there weren't, there was never a problem with production. The original directors, it was just all just a ruse to kind of drum up some interest in the movie. That would be genius. I, I think that's probably what they did. I think Ron Howard actually directed the film from the beginning. Uh, and this whole thing with the, what is it, Phil Lords or whoever he, he is? Hmm. Uh, the two oh, guys. Wait, what did he direct before Lego this? Lego movie, I think. And, and, you know, all these trailers, they always show uh, clips. I wrote the Rogue One trailer, how much of that was actually in the movie? Oh, yeah, like 10% of it. Right. Yeah. So the same thing here. We're looking at a train that might not have made it into the final cut. The whole train is just <laughs> not just even not in not the movie. There, right? They spent $160 million <laughs> animating this train just for the trailer. It's not and, even in the film. It's not there. No, they were like, well, that we would got, be good. That would be Instead, good. it's like there's like a little like uh, racetrack and they're running around chasing oh each other God, on they're tricycles. In, they're in pod racers. Yeah, well. Uh, Yes, that's right. It's our tweet of the week. Uh, IG69, go ahead and do us the honors today. This tweet in from Willie Bobo. George Lucas buys Infinity Stones. Plans on deleting Ryan Johnson and half of Disney Star Wars creations. Wow. Yeah. Interesting known fact, he already used the Reality Stone and the Time Stone to make the prequels and then all of the director's cuts of the original series. This is what George Lucas already did. Yeah, you see, that, right. w- that, way, that way he was able to make his original movies more fit his original vision, ah. which he couldn't do in the original series. Right. Well, and also, I mean, the fact that he's done this, uh, it means that now we'll finally get a Guardians of the Galaxy, Marvel, Avengers, Star Wars mashup. Oh, that's going to be amazing. Yeah. 164 characters. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, all, unfortunately, half of them are Jar Jar Binks. Yeah. The movie itself actually is longer than it took to film it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes, I know. I can't I, wait. No, I mean, again, this is the warping power of and I don't know Infinity how you Stones. do that. I mean, it took six months to film, but the movie is seven months long. Um, Infinity Stones. That's how you do this. <laughs> yeah. Great. Well, keep it tuned to Willie Bobo at, uh, tw- at Faking Star Wars. That's his Twitter handle. With me today is one of uh, the most special guests we've ever had on the program. It's famed actor Harrison Ford. Welcome, Harrison, to the studio today. Hello, Storm Duper. Glad to be here. Yeah, it's nice to see you. You know, we've had a few guests on uh, the podcast. We had George Lucas on and even Mark Hamill a few weeks back. Yeah, I know both those guys. Really? You actually, in person, you actually sound a bit like Mark Hamill. It's kind of daunting. I didn't expect that. Um, you know, uh, a lot of people have mentioned that. Uh, in most of the movies, they actually voice modulate us to be a little bit different because it, otherwise it's confusing. Oh, so it's like a sound effect. Yeah, it's just a sound effect. Oh, that makes sense. Huh. Yeah. All, all of my movies have used the same sound effect because, you know, once you start, you have to be consistent. We're kind of lo-fi here uh, in the studio, so I can't really do that. No, um, don't worry about it. Don't worry okay. about it. I think the fans will understand. Yeah, they'll, they'll enjoy my natural voice. So uh, I guess you're really busy. You just came in from uh, from what you're working on. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about how things have been going for you lately the last few years? Oh, well, uh, things have been going great. I've got uh, a new Indiana Jones movie uh, coming out, and uh, I'm very excited about that. 
And, um, you know, um, there was, you know, The Force Awakens, which, you know, uh, I, I thought I, I did the best I could to give justice to Han Solo, and I... What was it like, actually, having a lightsaber pierce your heart? I mean, how did they work with that on set to make sure you were safe? Because, I mean, that's kind of a dangerous stunt to do. Well, it, it, it's a special effect, so, you know, it's not... You know, they're not well, it is special. They're it not a nice scene. I, I, I was very moving for me. I wasn't expecting it to happen quite like that. You, but... you know, lightsabers aren't real. What do you, what do you mean they're right. not real? I mean, like they don't exist in reality. Right. It's a movie, but, but the, doing the stunt though is dangerous. I mean, because the lightsaber could, you know, pierce your aorta. Okay, I see where we're going with this. Um, yes, yes, it was very dangerous, uh, but don't worry, we used a body double. Ah. And, um, well, the body double did die. Um, really? Yeah, but, I mean, no, they're cheap. You can get another one. It's I fine. didn't hear that on the commentary track with the Blu-ray for mm-hmm. The Force Awakens. Yeah, well, I don't know why you would. J.J. Abrams didn't release that information to the world, so well, are you going to get in trouble for telling that to us? No, no, it's fine. He has a large, large graveyard full of the hobos that he uses for body doubles. It's fine. <laughs> I don't know why that doesn't surprise me. Well, uh, a lot of fans are wondering, how did you get back into Star Wars movies? Because we all thought you were done after The Force Awakens. Oh, well, this is the big news. Of course, in the Han Solo standalone movie, I have returned. Um, it's, it's an interesting you know, set of events that led to this. And you know, I myself had never expected to do another Star Wars movie after I had specifically told them to kill me off. Um, so it's probably just as surprising for you when you got the call as it was for the fans to find out you're going to be in the Han Solo movie. Well, right. Um, I mean, uh, when they asked me, I was like, but how? I'm dead. I mean, what, what can you do with that? Like, um, I, I'm not a Jedi. I can't be a force ghost. I, and I certainly couldn't be like a retroactive force ghost. What do you want me to do for this? So what happened when you got the call? What did you say? What, what... Well, I assume what they wanted was for me to play a cameo as a, as a bit role. Um, you know, like just be like uh, some swarmy smuggler hanging out in one of the dens or, um, or maybe be like Han Solo's father that, you know, like has a, there's a flashback where I'm, saying something to him or something but no no they actually wanted me back in a full full role as Han Solo so were you doing it like with motion capture and then they actually added Alden Ehrenreich's face onto yours later on after you act the whole part no 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 I'm not Han Solo I'm the other Han Solo. There are two Han Solos in this movie. This is a major spoiler. Can you give us some more information about it? So, as the Starkiller base was uh, collapsing on itself with a star inside, it turned into a black hole, which sucked me back in time and into another dimension. Really? Sort of like you're on the edge of an alternate reality and then crossed into a, a different universe. But that's the genius of it. The Han Solo movie is in an alternate Star Wars timeline. An alternate timeline. Wow, exactly. this is brilliant. It's mm-hmm. never been done before. No, I, I, I believe this is the first time in sci-fi history. Like, how does that time bubble actually develop, and, and you know, how do you go through it? How does that, how does that work in the movie? Well, um, in, in the movie, uh, when I, I, I fall down, there's this, this matter. It's, a, it's a, like a red, gooey substance, which creates the black hole. What's right? it called? Goober matter. Goober I, matter. I don't okay. think they fully flush that out but if the fans are going to want to know like what is it oh i'm sure there'll be a wikipedia ten thousand page entry on it at some point um okay so the the, goober matter i'll 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 let i'll let the uh the writing nerds deal with that so what what happens is i fall down and it makes this hole and i get sucked through back into an alternate dimension 
back in t uh, back in time uh, where I can wow. encounter a younger version of myself and mentor that younger version and give uh, him uh, tips on how to not make the same mistakes that I made when I was the younger Han Solo. Really? Yes. This is a really fascinating way of telling a story that up to now I just don't think has been done. Well, this allows the Han Solo expanded universe to um, to be created. Ah, so there'd be a whole new set of films that are exactly. in this alternate timeline. Exactly. And huh. basically they can just rewrite anything they want using this. Wow. Right. So the entire original uh, Star Wars tr uh, trilogy can be rewritten. Hmm. Mm -hmm. You mean they could completely redo the prequels as well? Uh, I'm not far enough back for that, but I believe once this technology has been figured out, they could eventually go back and salvage those as well. So like in episode nine, for example, Goober Matter could make another appearance and we might get a whole new set of prequel uh, Exactly, prequel a, complete, a complete rewrite of, this, of Star Wars from beginning to end. Wow. Yeah. Well, ret retconning the whole series, it seems like a little bit of just kind of a greedy cash grab. Oh, oh, What are your feelings on that? Well, you know, the thing is, I love cash, and so does Disney. So, um, you know, I think this is going to be amazing. So, basically, uh, what a lot of our fans want to know, there's fans that have all kinds of websites and uh, different YouTube channels relating to Star Wars fandom. Uh, what do you think about this world of the Star Wars fandom? Most of them are losers who need to move out of their parents' basements, honestly. Yeah. I mean, seriously, neckbeards are so 1800. You don't like any Star Wars fandom sites or anything at all? Well, yeah, I don't know. BakingStarWars.net seems to have some redeeming qualities. <sighs> we do try. So thank you. Well, uh, Mr. Ford, uh, is there anything else you'd like to add about uh, your career or working on this film before we go? Um, not particularly, other than just to say that um, this new movie is going to be amazing. Uh, it'll blow your minds, and uh, please, everyone, go see it, because, you know, I'm awesome. Thank you again, Mr. Ford, uh, for being with us, uh, and it's been a pleasure to interview you. Faking Star Wars Listener Mail. Welcome to Listener Mail. This is IG69. This week's message is brought to you by B.D. Williams. And the message says, Why is Han Solo such a weak sissy who could never do anything right? He's such a puny good for nothing. Don't you think Lando Calrissian would most definitely totally murder him in a fight between him and Han Solo? Hmm. What do you think there, uh, Stormtrooper? Well, B.D. Williams, uh, I never thought about it before, but it is, I guess, a distinct pop possibility that in the new Han Solo movie that there could be a fist fight even between Han Solo and uh, Lando Calrissian. I think that would be very exciting. Yeah, it, it would be a first too because we we don't really get to see a lot of boxing matches in Star Wars no, no. fist fights. Um, I guess I'd have to go with uh, Lando, I think, on that one. No, why, why do you think Lando? It looks like Han doesn't really know how to manage a blaster so well. Uh, he's kind of a young buck and doesn't really have the experience. Lando's obviously been around the block a bit more. He seems kind of like a gangster, you know? So I would have to say just on that uh, information alone, definitely I'd go with Lando. Uh, I'd have to disagree there, Storm Duper. Why? Well, because Han would punch first. <laughs> well, yeah, but remember from like, uh, you know, the Jose Aldo-Conor McGregor fight, punching first doesn't actually make much of a difference if you get smashed on the way in like fair point fair point yeah what well, was it a 13 second knockout i think so 
I think even though Han might be the most precocious and, uh, you know, um, aggressive in a fight, Lando's got a bit more kind of skill. Mm, and, uh, mm. you know, it works every time with Lando. Well, 50% of the time, it works every time. Right. Well, that, <laughs> yeah. I don't know, though. What about an actual fight between Billy D. Williams and Harrison Ford? Who? Oh, you Billy D. Williams. To? Billy D. Williams. Really? No, no, no contest. But he's still. I think he's kind of walking around in a cane and stuff now. Yeah. It, does Does Harrison Ford look like a guy who can like seriously like just punch a dude? Man, Harrison Ford has survived. I think what twenty seven plane crashes. I. He, I he's a grumpy old man. Yeah, but come on. Like if you if you survive a plane crash, you're instantly I think getting the edge in a fight. Uh, I don't think those skill sets match. Yeah. Okay, well, so so now you, you're going back over to Lando then. Oh, no, I'm just talking the real actors. In the ah, real okay, fight. well, it's different. Yeah, I guess I guess uh, in the movie, I do hope they fight. I think that would be awesome. Uh, that might be the thing that saves the movie for me, actually. Well, it, it would definitely be a spectacle. Um, plus, you know, like they, you know, we have to see how their friendship develops. And often people start at odds and then later develop that respect. Hmm. It would be kind of funny. Oh, plus, I mean, at some point... You know, like um, Han's going to take the ship from him. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Well, I guess I have to go with Han then. I mean, he ends up with a Falcon. He does He does end up winning, but, you know, in a card game. Yeah. Right. And we're back. like to turn it over to you now, IG, to explain our next promotional bit on this week's uh, episode. Thank you, Stormtrooper. Um, as some of you are aware, uh, a few years back, they came out with the Star Wars Galactic Phrasebook and Travel Guide, which gave people a little um, guidebook that taught them simple phrases in some of these common Star Wars languages you hear on uh, in the movies. Oh, yeah. I actually had that book when I was a kid in school. It was in my library. Right. Well, uh, the company... I studied it. Actually, that's the reason why I flunked out of Spanish. I mistakenly uh, studied the wrong language. (laughs) It happens to us all. Some uh, of us, it happens to more often than others, though. Definitely happens to you more often than others. So, uh, the Rosetta Stone... I can speak fluent Huttese, though. So, there's that. All right. So, the Rosetta Stone company, uh, rosettastone.com... decided that um, it was going to feature a fan-made language uh, called Shiriwook, which is the language of the Wookiees. Sure, the Wookiee language. Right. So Star Trek has its Klingon, and uh, Game of Thrones has its Dothraki, and now uh, some of the fans uh, who have some linguistic knowledge uh, have decided to codify all of the grammar and phrases for Shirawook. Oh, that's excellent. Yeah. And actually, if you're interested in learning uh, Shirawook, the Wookiee language, you can go to www.rosettastone.com slash fakingstarwars and enter uh, our promotional code goober it's goober g-o-o-b-e-r goober enter that promotional code and you will get a 10 percent discount on your first month's subscription to the rosetta stone shirawook language module right so now at the next uh, sci-fi convention you know you can compete with the star trek fans you know pull out your shirawook skills excellent i can't wait 
Right, so what I thought we'd do on this segment here is take a small sampling from the Rosetta Stone um, program. Full disclosure, we are getting paid to do this. No, we are definitely getting paid to do this. But I, I actually haven't gotten on the site yet. This is my first experience with right. the language Right, well, I've, I've, I've already done this. Okay. So what, what happens is when you get on the site, uh, they'll go through different words, phrases, grammar, etc., uh, that teaches you how to pronounce words like a Wookiee would. Like survival Wookiee. Language. Exactly. You know. I keep wanting to call it Wookiees. Yeah, but it's... But that doesn't roll off it's the tongue. The, it's Shiriwook, but you know. Okay. This is a little bit more uh, casual. So Storm Duper, what I'd like to do now is go uh, use the Rosetta site um, to basically uh, teach you some Shiriwook. Okay, great. I'd love to learn some. All right. All right. So, of course, the first word is hello. <laughs> the next word is... Goodbye. The next word is sorry. Now for how are you? And the answer is I'm fine. All right, and now how to say what is your name? The answer is my name is IG69. IG69. And the last phrase is, my hovercraft is full of eels. All right, so did you get all that, Storm Duper? I think so. It's fairly intuitive, actually. Yeah, it's quite a simple language. So what I want to do right now is practice saying our names. Okay, great. All right, so um, I'm going to ask you, what is your name in Sherwood, and then you answer. Okay. Okay. All right, so ready? Yeah. Storm Duper. Ooh, you know what? I think your pronunciation is a little bit off. Let's try that again. Okay. Storm Duper. Uh, getting better there. You know what? You what know do what? I need to do to improve? Well, I think, you know, maybe aspirate the vowels a little bit more. Oh, really? Mm. Oh, mm. Okay. Is uh, Wookie is a Sherwook uh, tonal language? Well, it it has tonal facets. Yeah, I would say it's a little similar, like Vietnamese or Thai. Okay, I'm gonna try to channel my inner Chewbacca here. Ask me one more time. All right, are you ready? Stormtrooper. Ooh, getting better. Oh, yeah, thanks. Yeah, that's almost perfect. Wow, I I, th- I feel like I have a bit of like a Chicano accent though when I speak. Shirawook? I can see that. I can see that. Yeah. It just goes back to my roots, I guess. My yeah. Chilean roots. Yeah. So. Cool. Well, uh, thanks a lot for introducing us to this new Rosetta Stone module. Uh, once again, if you go to rosettastone.com slash fakingstarwars, you can type in goober as your promotional password and get a 10% discount. Thanks, IG69. The next time, we'll, we could do the whole podcast in uh, Shirawook if oh, we really study hard. That would be amazing. Yeah. Well, uh Thanks a lot. And to our to all our listeners, uh, go ahead and record yourself speaking Shirawook. Send us some of your uh, your uh, practice sessions, and we'd love to put it on the next podcast. Oh, we would be delighted. Well, IG, what a great episode. It's been a pleasure being here with you. But that's all for this week. Tell the listeners where they can find us. You can follow Faking Star Wars on Twitter and Instagram at Faking Star Wars and on Facebook at facebook.com slash realfakingstarwars. 
And we're always here waiting for your questions. So if you get on Twitter, use the hashtag FSWRadio, and we may read it next week. You can also get official Faking Star Wars merchandise like t-shirts and other gear at tpublic, that's T-E-E-Public.com slash user slash Faking Star Wars. Also, if you'd like to follow me on Twitter, I'm DuperStorm. And you can follow me, not at all. Go ahead and follow Faking Star Wars Radio at FSW Radio on Twitter. If you really like what you hear and you want to give us a little bit of financial support, we wouldn't argue with that. Just go to ko-fi.com slash fakingstarwars and you can go ahead and buy us a virtual coffee. I love that caffeine. How about you, IG? No, I'm sorry, I don't. Oh, really? Well, it'll certainly help us fakers keep making the content that you love. And if you don't want to support us, that's okay, too. Stay tuned to fakingstarwars.net for fantastic Star Wars comedy, parody, satire, and a few things that miss the mark. Thanks to you and all our followers for listening. And, of course, may the foe be with you. See you next time.